Some men see things as they are and say, why? I dream of things that never were and say, why not? Robert Kennedy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 10 of Commoners Honing All Disciplines podcast, Dreaming of Glory. Uh, We're excited to be on episode 10. Uh, We're very happy the podcast is doing well, and we want to thank everyone who listens. And to start off, we're just going to do a quick update on Dark December Challenge Mm -hmm. and how we're dealing with it so far. So, uh, Happy, how how have you been? Man, it's been... Honestly, it's funny. The more I try to sleep well, the worse I actually end up sleeping. And I don't know why the hell it always tends to work like that. But... uh, you know, that's just what it seems like it's going like for me. I try to sleep better and, you know, I say I'm going to do it and then I freaking watch TikToks till 4 a.m. <laughs> um, and it's like being very silly and I feel very silly and I feel very stupid. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like there's something that has to do with like boredom that once you get entertained, you don't want to stop being entertained and then it's 4 a.m. Yeah. Um, and then I watch, you know what I really was really messing with me on these stupid TikToks? I keep watching these like SCP videos. I don't know if you've ever seen those on like horror TikTok at night. They always give you like scarier stuff. But these SCP yeah. videos that are about like, you basically made up like, I don't know, like things that happen in the, in the world, the universe that are just crazy instances. Um, and they're just super interesting. So yeah. I don't want to stop watching it. It's like dreaming without dreaming because it's like crazy <laughs> to watch. But like it's so distracting. And a freaking leave your phone out of your room. This is probably one of all of our major problems is leave the freaking phone out of your freaking room. Yeah, TikTok's probably the most addicting social media platform just for pure dopamine. My, uh, I've also not been doing well with the challenge, but... It's been, I don't even really know how to fix it because it's like I'm, I'm making the bedtime most of the time, but I'm waking up earlier and earlier for no reason. Really? Like just, okay, it's 45 minutes before my alarm and my alarm is 4.45. So I'm at like four in the morning. I'm wide awake. I can't go back to sleep. And I don't understand why. What, uh, what time are you going like, to sleep again at? Uh, like 9, 9.30. Even when I try a little earlier, it's like I just wake up earlier. What's the math on that? Seven hours. Well, maybe you just have – that's your sleep cycle. But that may be be. your optimal sleep cycle now. Because I don't feel tired. So. Yeah, and if you don't feel tired, you don't think it's affecting you. Because don't forget, it's seven to nine. That's optimal, right? Yeah, I'm trying to get eight. Yeah. But if you're in bed for that long and it's like exactly seven hours basically – that's not like that's the thing, right? It's like what ends up happening is you may need less sleep than the average person. You may need a less like optimal mm-hmm. sleep. Some people need eight hours or eight and a half. I think I need less too. It feels like I need less because I'll wake up after seven and a half hours and I'm like mint. Yeah. Um, but then if I sleep for eight or eight and a half, it's like horrible. And I don't know why. I feel like I've overslept. So I don't know. Some people maybe are just different. Could be the recovery thing, right? If you're not working out uh, very hard or you're not eating 
Um, well, I know your yeah, diet's pretty true. good, but, uh, you know, there could be a lot of reasons for that. But, like, yeah, it's um, not going well for either of us, it seems. But I think yours is probably doing better than mine because at least you're waking up at 4 a.m. and going to bed at 4 a.m. <laughs> a little bit of a, a little bit of a difference here, um, so yeah. Well, I think we're all gonna make it. Eh, yeah, wag me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, that's um, the main thing I want to focus like because I am staying up later on the weekend, so I just want to cut that out. Mm. Try to keep it consistent. Yeah, I think wake up time is the more like in terms of like going to bed a bit later. Wake up time is probably better for consistency. Yeah. True. But like, you're not gonna wake up at four a.m. if you're staying up to like eleven on a weekend. Yeah. No, I don't so, want to. Like, it's tough. That's why four a.m. is a little tough of a it's wake tough. up time. It's but a tough challenge. It's a tough but challenge. that's okay. Anyways, let's. Uh... Yeah. What I'm wondering about is your dreams. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into the dreams. Yes. Section. So, what are dreams? What the heck is a dream? What does science, what does science say dreams are? Let's see. Let's see what they say dreams are. Dreams are just a biochemical state of thinking. <laughs> like, wow, thanks, science, man. That's so boring. Boo, yeah. boring, boring. Do not let science define things. They will kill your spirit. They are so boring. Like, even if Freud was wrong, which he probably was, but who cares? <laughs> dreams are uncontrollable. Dreams are not thinking because thinking implies consciousness. So, no, yeah. they're wrong. They're just wrong. Um, and and they, dreams, they make it seem like dream, like dreaming has zero meaning to it. Like, it's just a movie you watch while you sleep, which is stupid. Dreams are probably the most dense meaning you'll ever experience in your life. Yeah, because they, they so many things come out in them that you can't express or articulate or visualize in a, in your daily life. Um, and we're going to talk about some examples of that in ourselves and even in like other people who we know have like came out with ideas from dreams. Um, but, you know, just thinking of everything, I'll just say this, thinking of everything from a scientific lens really does tend to make things boring because when there's an end to something, no, that's boring. There's no curiosity. There's no creativity. So, you know, yeah. that can be a, a, a fact in the sense of, yes, it is a different way of thinking and your mind works differently in that state. However, they cannot admit that there is not, you know, outside influences to our dreams, which yeah. there definitely is. And that's what we want to focus on. These, mm -hmm. the, uh, you know, what, what are the outside, what are the external things? Um, why should dreams be interpreted regardless? Um, and there's a lot of examples for this. So maybe we should probably start getting into those. Why dreams are more than what science says they are. Yeah, uh, we can uh, just start with the history of dreams here. In ancient times, we're talking like 5,000 years ago, the first... Uh, recorded dreams was just clay, literally clay tablets from Mesopotamia, which is kind of based. And the the Greeks and Romans believed that, uh, and also lots of other cultures 
non-Western cultures believe the same sort of thing, that a dream was communication directly from the gods, deities. Like uh, Native Americans thought same type of thing. It was direct communication with spirits and um, entities, we'll say, from the spirit realm, whereas the influence of your dreams. Yes, the metaphysical world, which the ancient Mesopotamians, albeit more crude than we are, like much more crude, um, had a better grasp of the metaphysical than we probably ever do, like right now. Probably. Um, and they were much more in tune with their intuitions. There was barely anything distracting them from like actual real life, right? Um, which, yeah. which does, I think, which I do believe affects dreams. Like, And I tell people this all the time. When have you ever seen a cell phone or a text or YouTube in a dream? How often do you see these things? How often do you like actually play a video game in your dream? Sometimes you'll dream that you're in a video game, which is again an instance of your brain trying to recreate a form of life that you're viewing. But Some, you know, when are you actually I've, playing uh, it? Yeah, I've had I've had dreams where I've I've watched porn, and then I wake up and I think, oh, what have I done? Like I've just failed. And then I re- like realizes, oh, that actually was a dream. <laughs> then I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm good. it's like it's uh, it's like uh, your deepest fear at that moment because I'm really trying to to stay clean, and then as all all of a sudden in the dream, it's like, why? But that's more. That's up. probably more of like a memory. Your brain probably. is reprocessing a memory, right, in your head, like. But again, you're not like looking up the site and you're not doing any of that stuff that actually goes no. with the part of no, it. You're true. just kind of it just your brain just jumps to that part. And maybe it wants to tell you like try to get cuz your brain is sneaky. It might want to try to get you back on track, get you back addicted again. Yeah. Um, to that the thing type you of end stuff. up remembering the most is the feeling, not mm. necessarily the actions. It's like yes, the sensation. That yeah, the feeling of shame. That's the main thing I remember from that dream. Interesting. Very interesting. And that's what we were talking about last episode, how I was saying, like, your subconscious comes out to dance, and you don't know what the yeah. hell is dancing with it. And this is – we'll talk more about this later in the episodes because how much outside influence, you know, really affects dreams. I think it's a lot more than people tend to want to admit, um, you know. And there's way more examples of these – of, like, things affecting dreams, right? So there's some other – uh famous people that basically their ideas came from dreams Mm -hmm. yeah several inventions uh one of which dmitry mendelev the inventor of the periodic table uh basically he saw in a dream the periodic table and he had been for context he'd been working on this for 10 years i think his life's work and then uh, one night in a dream, he sees the entire periodic table all fit together properly. And he woke up and he immediately just wrote it down. And it was the, the accurate table. And yeah, so people don't know chemistry. It's, it's, there's only one way that all the elements could fit together. It's all, uh, the organization of them is all very, um, meaningful. Specific. Yeah. And designed. Yeah. By the way. Yes. Yes, designed. Yeah. Uh, another important uh, breakthrough that came from a dream. Niels Bohr, a the structure of the atom 
which is still the accepted structure of the atom that they use in physics. Uh, essentially, in a dream, he just saw the nucleus of the atom with electrons around it, like a, uh, a planetary system. And when he woke up, he said he just had a gut feeling this was accurate. So he dedicated his entire life's research to it. And it's still being used, and he won Nobel Prizes, uh, obviously, because it was a great breakthrough. Yeah, and again, like, science being the beginning of discovery, not the end of it, right? So mm -hmm. we can't deny the obvious usefulness and meaning of dreams, and that'll never stop, right? But if we start, if we stop thinking about them as something that could be completely outside of ourselves and something unscientific, something unrelated to even our own lives that could be prophetic or visionary mm -hmm. that we cannot see without dreaming. You know, we can't end that. We can't end that. So, you know, don't let science tell you everything. Yeah, that's what, that's what I think is interesting about these scientific examples. Like even these uh, discoveries from about 100 years ago, like clearly these dreams are super meaningful even if there's no outside influence even if it's just these guys they worked their whole lives and it was in their subconscious it's still really meaningful in these dreams and then you look up what modern science has to say about um dreaming it's literally just trying to convince you these dreams mean nothing it's it's just a movie in your head at night like that's i think there's some kind of subversion going on there why would they be telling you when all these scientists have had major breakthroughs from dreams and modern science just says yeah a dream is is nothing it's it's just chemicals in your brain yeah boo boring and also wrong like it's yeah. funny because they say oh it's like a movie in your head and no one really cares it's for an audience of one how many look up how many creative works were were caused by dreams, by dreaming, right? So even yep. science is wrong, like, all the time. Uh, they try Definitely. to define these things, and they try to create a narrative for them, and they can't do it because there is no science. The point of it is to discover what things are and understand them, yeah. not to ascribe meaning. So we cannot utilize it to ascribe meaning, and we can't let it tell us there is no meaning. We cannot do that because it that's outside of the statute of limitation of science science yeah. is the study of the known reality of the known world it cannot know the unknown world which is dreams true uh, last example here um albert einstein dreamt that he was walking through a farm uh he saw a herd of cows huddled against an electric fence the farmer switched on the fence and he saw the cows jump back all at the same time but the farmer saw them jump one by one, like a wave. So basically, that inspired his theory of relativity, that persp perspective changes the way events happen. So from his perspective, it happened one way. From a different perspective, it happened a different way. And that's how a particle could look like a wave in one, sec in one sense, or a wave like a particle in another sense. Another example of this would be, that's really commonly known about, is Schrodinger's cat could either be dead or alive, but we can't know unless you open the box because of the perspective. Yes, very similar to the idea that we are so fucking back and it's so over at the same <laughs> time. It's simultaneously, yeah. it's uh, Schrodinger's back. Schrodinger's uh, back. 
Schrodinger's <laughs> back because it's so it's over. So true. And we're so back. At the same time, we're in a perpetual state of uh, relativity. Yes. Because it's so over and we're so back always. We're not going to make it, but we're all going to make it. it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, do you know how Albert Einstein dreams? Do you know how he, he was able to, you know, record these dreams and, you know, use his dreams as a part of thinking? And this, we're talking about one of the greatest uh, scientists of all the time. Um, no, I'm not, you I'm know not how aware. He did it? So he actually would take a nap in his like desk chair, wherever he was, and he would hold marbles in his hand over a metal plate. When he was tired enough that he would fall asleep, so he's just about to dream, right? He's in that light sleep state. When he mm. was in that, he was when he started dreaming into a heavier state of sleep. He would drop the marbles because your body goes limp in that deep sleep state, and that would wake him up. The sound of the marbles banging onto the metal plate underneath them, and he mm. says that was where he got some of his best ideas from in that state of sleep. That very almost dreamlike state of sleep when your body just starts to go limp and you release and he boom, would wake up during mm-hmm. from a nap. Usually he wouldn't do that in the middle of the night. I don't think he might've, but um, you know, these, we're talking about one of the greatest scientific minds in the history of the world. And even he recognized the importance of sleep and dreaming. Yeah. That's, it's a good control because you'd always wake up kind of at the same time. And then you would associate that with, um, the ability to memorize dreams. Mm-hmm. I'm sure at some point he'd even need a journal anymore. He would just know. Yeah. But writing is always a good practice. Yeah, so that's one thing we should talk about is that you can actually practice the ability to remember dreams by keeping a notebook of your dreams, writing them down. As soon as they happen, everything you can remember. And over time, you'll get better at remembering dreams. Which is a very useful skill, especially look mm-hmm. at these guys who invented these, um, all these inventions and creative pursuits that were come to in a dream. You know that could be your next breakthrough, your next idea could be in your dream. But if you can't remember it, then it's it's useless, right? Yeah, I think not only that, it's like you can look back in like three to five years and be like, "Oh, that's why that dream happened. Yeah. That's what I was experiencing at the time." Right. And that's the beautiful thing about a regular journal, not only a dream journal. It's like you can look back and be like, what affected me at this time? How can I, how did I change that? How did I grow from this? Right. How did I get out of this state? Um, Mm -hmm. Whatever state you might have been in that you just disliked. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a great point. Another um, invention kind of an invention was google was a uh, uh thought of in a dream google obviously one of the biggest affects everybody's life people are probably listening to this via google right now so yeah it's a huge uh huge influence yeah and and this is only like we're talking about that's like modern stuff and we're talking about like hyper ancient things here but, you know, just in most religious texts, and I, because I'm Christian, I'll specifically talk about the Bible here. Um, you know, 
one of the biggest instances of dreams and dreaming was when Joseph had the dream to, you know, stay with Mary as she got pregnant, right? Because he didn't understand mm-hmm. the situation. Um, Joseph as in the father, the earthly father of Jesus. And obviously Mary is his mother, uh, which Blessed Virgin Mary, uh, her feast day was, I believe, yesterday or uh, today. I'm not sure. I think it was yesterday. But, um, you know. So just throwing that in there. Um, But yeah, dreams are very vital in, in terms of these religious texts. And we're talking about the prophets, the prophets of old, when would they figure out stuff? Chances are it would be from their own dreams. And uh, Joseph, the son of Joseph, the son of Jacob, right? We're talking old old Testament now, Mm -hmm. AKA the son of Israel, Joseph, we're talking Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat, if you've ever seen that play. He actually was a dream interpreter. Look at that. One of the most important biblical figures, basically, who would who would be the leader of the new Israel, of Jacob's clans, basically. He was a dream interpreter, and he became famous. And he became the, the Pharaoh's advisor because of his dream interpretation. Right, being in jail, he was able to come out of jail and become famous because he was so good at interpreting dreams. Obviously, not him specifically, but God through Joseph was able to interpret okay. these dreams, and with that, was able to garner power and respect among the Pharaoh's kingdom, among the kingdom of Egypt. So, you know, dreams not only literal dreams as in aspirations, but dreams of the mind can cause great change. It's very clear. They're much greater than just the individual appearing as a dream. Yeah, that's interesting. It's interesting that back then a king would have had a specific job for a person who interprets dreams. It's, it's a, it was a big it was deal. It was that back important then, to them. Yeah. Huge deal. I'm sure that they probably have that now. Like, Potentially, like in some a, a psychic or a mystic or something like that. Yeah, they still exist. Much more rare, though. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely still exist. Is do, do people want to heed their warning? Probably not. Yeah, it just wouldn't be common. What about uh, David? Well, Did David, a... I think he had some dreams telling him he was doing things that were wrong, because mm-hmm. he would, you know, and even even in the in the Old Testament. Uh, you know he does. He's not perfect, right? David is a, he's good, but he's not perfect. He does things bad, right? He uh, one for one example, he actually gets punished because he sees a woman and he's like, "Wow, that's such a beautiful woman. I have to be with that woman." Because back then they had concubines, right? They would have more than one wife, and yeah. David's like, "Well, I must have that woman, but she has a wife, so I cannot take the woman." So he actually killed this dude. This is how crazy the times were back then. He killed this dude so he could have her wife, or he had him killed. I think he actually specifically did kill him so he could be with the guy's wife, like a savage. Like, he totally mm-hmm. cucked the dude, like hyper cucked. <laughs> um, and then in a dream, I think he has one, or or one of the prophets has a dream and tells David, well, you're going to be punished for that action because you, like... You killed a freaking dude to have his wife. That's messed up. That's not good. Yeah. You're going to be punished for that. I won't punish the. I won't change the promises I made to David and his kingdom, but I ain't going to punish David specifically for that. So, I'm not sure what what the punishment was, but I'm sure it was uh, a pretty big deal. I would assume. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that story. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we should talk. I think the Freud Freudian model of interpretation for dreams is still somewhat used today um, in science, uh, which it does believe that they they do have a meaning. And Freud basically says he basically says that. Um, Dreams is our deepest anxieties, and uh, it comes directly from our subconscious. It's essentially like um, when you're awake, it's your conscious mind is at the front, subconscious mind is in the back, and then when you're asleep, the subconscious comes to the front, conscious goes to the back, basically. And yeah, also, I'm... yeah, like as a t- to typical um, Freud, everything's about sex. He <laughs> believed that. All dreams, regardless of what the content of the dream is, um, is an expression of sexual tension. Of course, Freud would. Freud the Coomer. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think there is a validity to that, especially like talking about dreams about porn, talking about nocturnal emissions, talking about, uh, you know, dreams of like romantic dreams, dreams about marriage, mm-hmm. maybe. Right? I've, I've had dreams where. You know, you're like walking down the aisle and you lift the veil and you don't see a face. Um, not that it's like scary, it's just blank. Interesting. Because it could I've be anybody. Like that before. It could be anybody, right? Yeah. Um, and it's very interesting because who knows, one day you, I might have a dream. Like, this is, I'm saying me specifically. I don't know if you've had this dream before, other dudes or dudettes. Um, but like, imagine I have that same dream and I lift the veil and I actually see someone's face that I know. Yeah. Like, that could be telling me something, right? That's a very interesting thing to think yeah, about. I've never had right? that dream, but that's cool. That is yeah, I think it's, I think, um, you know, if you have a long-term relationship and you get conflicted, at some point you'd say to yourself, well, you know, there's only two options. You either get married or you break up. Um, really, it ends up becoming like that. So, mm-hmm. and eventually I'm sure your mind will kind of decide for you in a sense. And I think that's what those dreams are. That's what those types of dreams can be. Yeah, that could be. That's interesting. That's interesting. So that yeah, there's all different types of dreams. Could be good, yeah, exactly. could be bad, could be about Yeah, it could be about love, could be about success, could be about a, a prophecy. Mm-hmm. Or it could be about something in the past, present, future, all all different types of uh things could happen. And, um, I don't know, a couple that aren't, like, what's interesting to me is there's dreams that, or more than one person can have the same dream, even at the mm. same time, that's happened I've a heard, lot. I've heard about those instances of, like, shared dreams. Yeah. Let's say. I can't, I can't remember the example. It's, a... it's not like the, it's kind of like the Mandela effect, but just specifically for dreams. Like oh, have you ever seen that? I've ever seen the picture of that dude. And it's like, have you dreamed this man? Yeah. Um, and they put like stupid shit. Like I've seen like, yeah, like they just hedgehog and one of them, like, <laughs> Shrek and another. And like, you know, but that, that was real. Like that was an instance yeah, of like a shared dream. And they don't know why that happened. And people were like, well, this could be the face of God. I'm like, yeah, probably not. It looks, 
no. But um, could be a, <laughs> yeah, a very powerful been... spirit or something, or a very powerful demon. We don't know. But that's yeah, what just, we were saying. That everyone. Dreams are not only inside yourself, but they're clearly outside of yourself because where, well, one, where do your thoughts come from? Are they inside you or the outside? You actually never really know. And then two, uh, why does not why is the same not for dreams? Especially when you're in a state where you're not conscious, right? You can't mm-hmm. choose what to think about. You can't choose what to uh, learn about, right? It just is, right? It kind of just happens. So that's what we're saying in terms of what are these outside effects on dreams? Who is doing this? Who is doing this to me? And um, I think it's mostly your subconscious, but it could also be something outside of that. It could also be something totally unrelated to your subconscious, totally not you. Yeah. That could be discussing your dreams and deciding your fate. Yeah. Cause there is, there is a lot of evidence for outside um, factors affecting like specifically content, like what you're dreaming about. And, but also obviously a lot is just things you already know and already think. So yeah, definitely it's some amount of both your subconscious mind and something metaphysical, something outside. So common dreams that people have, I was just a couple that I remembered here. Uh, one is flying. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have dreamt flying. I think I have a few times. It's yeah, same. It's cool essentially just means, yeah. <laughs> it it just means you're like confident, happy. It's it usually happens if you're having success in life. Sense of freedom like as well. I've heard. Yeah, it's it's right? that's usually what the feeling you get from the dream is like pure freedom. Yeah. It feels good. And what's more free than flying, right? I don't think literally anything, mm-hmm. except teleportation, maybe. But that's like it's, that's kind of be just like a, free, form, but... a form of flying. Yeah, like, teleportation is almost like too free, you know. Yeah. Like flying, there's a limitation of like the rate at which you move, but that's it pretty much. Yeah. Um, teleportation is like it's too too powerful, too much power. That's what you don't. Well, you don't actively teleport in dreams, but like half the time you just jump. You're in one place and you go to another randomly in a dream, which is interesting. Um, yeah. And I've noticed, and there's the flying dream, right? And then there's the falling dream. What the heck is this falling dream? It's Do almost you know? like Well, it's like you could be Everyone knows the sensation of falling. And it's like weightlessness, but there's anxiety because you know you're going to hit the ground. Right? So, if it was just pure weightlessness, it would feel good. I think it would feel like flying, but it's uh the falling dream basically means you're experiencing anxiety and there's something not right in your life. Mm. Usually around the time uh, you have falling dreams, it's something is, you know, pressing some, some kind of issue that you can't overcome and you're always thinking about it. That's when you get these dreams, you're falling. And usually you wake up, um, usually falling dreams will wake you up instead of hitting the ground. You would just wake up at that moment. Yeah, that tends to be what happens because your your brain can't visualize what occurs after you hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I don't know. There's That's... sometimes 
like I've heard of people say like they've hit the ground and they just it's all black and then like they wake up at some point later. Um, later, really? Could be they forget it, but I don't know. That could be fake too. Could be just a story I heard, but mm-hmm. who knows? It seems kind I, of that's interesting because if you if that's what people say that theory, you don't you can't die in a dream because you don't know what your brain doesn't know what death is or what happens after. And you wouldn't be able to. Comprehend how how, it how do you how do you have flying dreams because? No one's brain knows what flying is unless you've been like a an airplane pilot. Well, like but no your brain can does. simulate flying because it's seen it in movies, so it know what it should feel like. But your brain cannot True. simulate death, not in the no. way it truly feels like. It can simulate hell and heaven as the depictions we've seen them, but cannot simulate the true feeling of it. But it can simulate the feeling of flying, wind against your skin. Um, mm-hmm. moving fast, right? You know, you've probably felt that before at some point in your lifetime. Um, you know, it feels like to move fast. You know, it feels like to run. So imagine you ran and there's no feet, there's no ground underneath your feet. So your brain can simulate flying. Your brain can simulate yeah. falling because chances are you've fallen before. Um, and yeah. it just extrapolates what that would mean if you're doing it for a very long time. And again, same as flying, just down. Um, and it's scary because you're not in control. But you know, what if you didn't wake up once you fell? Who the hell knows? You can't simulate it. Yeah, that's actually what you said. That's the most clear-cut difference. The flying dream is you're in control. The falling dream is you're not in control mm-hmm. of the same sensation, basically. Well, you're not literally in control, but, you know, you're not falling, which means yeah, you you're have not some gonna... semblance of control in your dream, at least. Yeah, true. Uh, and then the other one that's common to people symbolizes uh, shame and social anxiety is being naked in public, which is a uh, interesting because it's probably not something you've ever experienced. But hopefully, but you never dream do. It. Yeah, hopefully not. A lot of people dream it when they they're experiencing shame in their life. Or uh, like extreme social anxiety, like maybe you got kicked out of something, you got kicked out of a, a group that you were in. You might have this dream, and it's a sort of a symbolizes you being totally defenseless, and how do you say like, yeah, you're you're totally without any kind of protection. Clothes vulnerable. Is, is protection. You're vulnerable. Yeah, you're completely vulnerable. And that's, and that's the feeling you get from that. And interesting, so this is where we like science, is when it says, well, actually, that's common in cultures that even have very little clothing because they do mm. associate that pure nakedness with shame, right, and vulnerability. Um, and, you know, when you're a baby, you can't feel that stuff, and you basically you come out naked, and why should you feel bad? You're your baby. Um, yeah. It doesn't make sense. But when you're old and you know you should wear clothing – you know, of course it's going to be embarrassing. It's going to be gross and vulnerable. And you're like a turtle outside of its shell. It just doesn't even make sense. But, you know, that's how humans kind of are. And not that you have to go naked everywhere. But uh, you should realize there's not much you can do about it. And that's, I think that's what real, the real, real, like real strength comes from the idea that you know you can be vulnerable without being 
in pain. Mm. That might be unrelated, though. But uh, it's true. When you can be vulnerable without being pained because of it, that's when you know you've done something right. Interesting. That's when you know you're very – you have a sort of strength. You have a sort of control over the situation where you can say, yes, I am vulnerable right now, but it's not the end of the world. It's not the worst thing that's going to happen to me. Um, it's not the scariest thing. Funny enough, also mentioned by these scientific uh, articles is how they say that when people feel these – when people tend to wear less clothing, not in the tribes, but – when people tend to wear less clothing in general, they seem to be more shameful. This is just mm. very interesting. <laughs> I just find that very interesting. Why would that be? If you show yourself naked uh, to others, you are ashamed. Hmm, I, can, uh, sure. I can tie it in. There's an interesting, with related to all this, biblical symbolism. Um, you go back to Genesis. Before man had the knowledge from the, the tree of knowledge, right? The apple. Mm -hmm. He was naked. Adam and Eve were just naked, but they weren't self-conscious because that was their, their state. And then after they taken the knowledge, they became self-conscious. And God said to, to Adam, how do you know you're naked? Right? Because he wasn't supposed to know. And it's like you said, as a, when you're a baby, you could be naked and you wouldn't care. You wouldn't know that you're supposed to wear clothes, but as you become an adult, you gain the knowledge, that's when you feel the shame of being naked, of having no mm. clothes. So, yes, sir. that's uh, very very telling as to why that's in, like you said, most cultures, even cultures where they wear very little clothing, still complete nakedness is a, a shameful um, type of disposition. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't be doing it... Uh... You know, in, in, in the in the public uh, realm, let's say, right? You have to have some sort of, what's it called? Dig, like dignity uh, for yourself. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, you know, have, have a sense of shame to not be so naked. Yeah. Yeah, because if you don't have, that would mean you had, you didn't have the knowledge, mm -hmm. which makes you just like the rest of everyone makes you part of the society. It's kind of yes. like a signal. Like if you walked around naked, everyone would think you're just a freak, which you would be. And you, which you would be ashamed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because you wouldn't be, you wouldn't have the knowledge that everyone else had. Yeah. So shame, it's almost like nakedness is almost like ignorance in a sense. And yeah, know, we kind of, and ignorance is vulnerability because when you don't know something, you can't be in control of it. Um, yeah, exactly. I just think that's interesting how these two things connect because do you really care if you're naked? I mean, probably, yeah, but you only care because mm. someone else cares. But if no one cared if you were naked, you probably wouldn't either. Right? Yeah. It's it would true. just be super common. But when you're not naked and you become naked, well, oh, that's just the end of the world, you know? And I'm not saying go to a nudist beach or anything, but, uh, <laughs> you know, 
Maybe you'll get some Vril. You can tan your balls. <laughs> you can sun your balls and get some Vril. Sun, sun your balls. <laughs> At the nudist beach and not be, not be, not be caring. What? Okay. Well, what's better for Vril? Sunning your balls or icing your balls? Um. Well, in the summer you should probably sun them, and in the winter you should ice them. That's Fair why enough. we have winter and summer, so we can adjust the Vril. <laughs> we can adjust our Vril level. Um, dial in the Vril in the level. season. Yeah, exactly. We dial in. We do our infrared oh, sauna mode in the in the winter, and then we can tan them in the summer. Mm. All right. So, <laughs> how do, how do you set yourself up to optimize dreaming? Like, how can you set up your sleep to make the most dreams? So interestingly most, enough, the best dreams. Um, interestingly enough, I've heard having more sugar before you sleep uh, actually makes you dream more. I don't think that's necessarily true, and I do not recommend doing that. I really yeah. don't. That's not a good idea. Um, if you really want to dream, just live and an and exciting and meaningful existence, and then chances are you will, you know, want to dream and you know, your brain will want to process the things that happen in a day in a day-to-day life, right? If your life is boring, chances are you're gonna have shitty, boring dreams. Mm. And you have no excitement whatsoever. Yeah, so, probably. Because if you um what's the relationship? So the the conscious and subconscious is a masculine feminine relationship, right? In the sense that the conscious is an input to the subconscious and then the subconscious brings an output. So what you feed your subconscious determines what you get back from it. Yeah. And I like that. And, and within that, it, within like the, in terms of like a yin and yang, you know, masculine feminine uh, vibe, you have a little bit of the masculinity in the subconscious where it can, can help control your conscious uh, mind, right. Through, through mm-hmm. prophecy, through vision, through feelings, right? It can help you to process all those things. It can help you to utilize them in your daily life. And that's a yeah. big part of, uh, that's a big part of the subconscious. Um, but with the conscious as well, you can kind of be passive and allow the subconscious to work through you and to, you know, guide you potentially. If, if you don't have the answers, you can look to your dreams to potentially, show you what may be the answer, what may be the solution to the problem that you've been having. Mm. Yeah, that's... uh, Yeah, because a lot of people say that your subconscious will keep thinking about things while you're not thinking about them, right? And Mm. then that's, that's how you have solutions suddenly pop into your head because it was in the subconscious and then it came back could also be the reason why you can't let go of your fucking ex-girlfriend because <laughs> it keeps festering yeah keeps festering not you specifically <laughs> <laughs> not you specifically dude i'm talking about like the royal you the average dude um mm-hmm. like I, I know that's a little a little 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 too relevant right now but let's not think about that um you know like dudes okay. be like simping still for their exes when their exes you know sucked (laughs) yeah true balls so like 
just not don't let that shit fester, bro. Let that uh, if if you have something you're thinking of and your and your subconscious mind isn't bringing up, you kind of got to bring it up to yourself. You got to write about it. You got to yeah. push it into the mainstream of your mind. You have to mm-hmm. feed yourself propaganda in order to discuss with your brain what the hell is going on. Right, you can't sit yeah. idly by and let it consume you. You kind of actively have to fight it off. Yeah, true. It's um, it's all about what you feed it. Right, I mean, what you feed. It's just like your body. You are what you eat. Your your brain, your subconscious, is what you 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 think. Right, it becomes the things that you you put into it. Yeah, exactly. Interesting, dude. <laughs> that was fine. I did think you were talking about me. <laughs> no, I didn't, dude. No, I said you. I meant the royal you. I, was say, I, I meant was the royal say. you because, like, that's a that's a. I just wanted to have an example that plagues the average male mind. Is, yeah, it's, is an ex. It's true. Like, can be an ex girlfriend. Um, you know, their their parents or 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 school or work, right? Like not getting into certain schools, maybe if they've applied and they couldn't get in, or you know, not getting not landing that job that they really wanted. Um, you know, their their dad being an alcoholic asshole, or mm. their mom just being a total bitch. Uh, put like potentially, right? These are things that could be possible uh, in people's lives because most people yeah. don't have, just have this awesome, fantastic, amazing perfect existence that's not reality right there is suffering that's outside of our control which we must learn how to control and we will be talking about that in a later episode Mm -hmm. but that's i'll save that for that um it's very important we utilize our dreams for all of these uh for all these potentialities right for you know for the processing of memories the writing which may re-invoke these memories which may cause your subconscious right it's like a cycle like you said the masculine femme you have to give and receive you get to give and receive give and receive yeah. and then and then take a little bit right mm-hmm. and, and take and then uh what's opposite of like take give but give i guess receive but take is active so like force you have to take yeah. it and force it sometimes on yourself in order for your subconscious to uh, get moving, get to work, but bucko, get to work, bozo. The hell, yeah. bro. Bucko, I'm trying to get over. I'm trying to clean your room, bucko. Like trying to get over your ex. Clean, uh, clean out your old shit from her. Not you, <laughs> the average person. Uh, maybe you too, though. You know, clean up, get rid of those old photos. You don't need them anymore. Just, I, I already, I already did that. Don't worry. Let's go. See, you don't need <laughs> exactly. Dude. You don't need them. <laughs> Dudes be like, bro, do you ever miss? Yeah, bro, I miss her. <laughs> like, nah, nah, that's cat, bro. Let it go. Finna, for real, for real. Finna try to, finna, finna try to diss this bitch, for real. No finna, cat, yeah. though. Yeah, for real, um, for real. That Zoomer, that Zoomer link. <laughs> you know, we're Zoomer, Zoomers, we're not that's like our that. audience. Our audience, literally, they understand all that shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no cap, bro. Finna try to... <laughs> I can't even say it. I, I would say real, those are zoomers real. and more real, real uh, instead of for real, for real. We do real, <laughs> real. Um, I think the lower, our lower socioeconomic zoomers will understand that better. 
No okay. offense to you, gentlemen. No offense. Love ya. Definitely. You we, speaking, lo- we love all Zoomers. You just be, you just be speaking diffy dough. Speaking a little yeah. diffy dough. But don't you feel <laughs> silly? Don't you feel stupid? <laughs> only some of, only oh, some of you would get that. You know, you get a little, you get a little juice in me, and I get a little crazy. I get a little wacky. I get a little cuckoo. Yep. <laughs> uh, this, is the, this is the esoteric section of the podcast by the way yeah if you made um, it okay, here just, uh, you're real one yeah you made it to the the end so two questions uh what's the worst dream you ever had what's the best dream you ever had mm. and then i'll add one what's the most neutral dream you've ever had it was kind of like almost mm. so unambivalent that you like had to remember it but I'll start with my honestly. I, I I'll start with my best dream, which I I'll, and I say best loosely because like you know you probably don't remember your best one, but usually my best ones tend to be me overcoming insurmountable odds, and that tends to come in the form of a very modern like trope, which is zombies. So I remember one time I had this phenomenal dream about like phenomenal dream about the zombie apocalypse basically where i was like kicking ass and taking names and like you know we like totally cleared out a town and like made a settlement with like people that i may or may not have known um but like and then the dream ended and we were just like you know killing a bunch of zombies and it's like i didn't want the dream then i tried going back to sleep so i could re-experiencing it because it's so fun it was so exciting right when does that ever happen that's like living out a video game right that's what i was talking about like you don't play it when you dream you actually like live it out almost yeah which is super cool cool. so i think that's my best one um what about you what about you tell me one of yours and then i'll yeah yeah that's actually interesting because it's similar to to mine it it basically was wasn't zombies but it was um it was kind of like a battle and it was just mm-hmm. it was me and it i remember like not that many other dudes like maybe maybe 10 i i, I didn't recognize any of them but i knew that i knew all of them it's mm-hmm. kind of weird like but i didn't know what i don't didn't know any of them from reality but in the dream i knew them already and then it was we uh, had to go fight somewhere, um, and it was like primitive weapons too, which was my favorite part of it. It was like <laughs> ancient Rome or something, and yeah, we we, we capped the same kind of idea as yours, which is, I think is cool. We captured this hill. Um, I ended up, <clears throat> I something about it's not fully clear, but somehow I ended up. Um, <laughs> With the uh, the princess of the tribe that we oh boy yeah did. let's go I'm, I'm just like so it's Freud moment Freud moment ex- by the way dream. um I believe I ended up with kids in the end of it so let's go this man very dreaming well, very well done this man's reliving his ancestral and en- en- uh, memories that's bro. that's what I first thought it was I'm like this probably really happened mm-hmm. if I'm thinking about it yeah definitely. Definitely a good dream. I woke up very happy, wishing I could go back. Return. We must return to the dreams. But don't do that. That's cringe. Live your own life. (laughs) 
Your ancestors yeah, want you, you to live born, your own life. You were born this time for a reason. So exactly. True. Don't return. Move forward. Move forward and, and by looking to the past and learning from them. Don't be cringe. No returning. There will be no returning on my watch. We will move <laughs> forward, whatever that means for us. We will secure the future. Definitely. That's what the that's what conservatives say, right? The fake conservatives. Secure? Secure. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Said secure the future. I don't know what future they're securing, but Build not back get it. we're not getting into that. We can talk about <laughs> that later, 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 later. Yeah. So um, what's, what's the worst dream you had? The worst dream I've had, dude, messed up dream. So I was totally like, thought I was awake. I was in my room, all the normal settings of my room. Um, thought I was awake, very vivid. Thought I was basically literally awake. Um, then I felt like an itching in my ear. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And a freaking spider starts crawling out of my ear. And then spiders started crawling out of like every part of my body Whoa. and my like a hole in my chest. And I woke up like screaming, screaming. <laughs> and I was freaking out. I think it was sometime in high school. I was probably going through, I think I was going through a rough time in high school at that point. That's probably why my body was like, oh, let's experience the worst fucking fear ever in the history of humanity. The wow. grossest thing that could possibly happen to someone. Um, and I also may have watched Apollo 18. Did you watch that movie? It was about like sp moon no. spiders. It was, it was stupid as hell. Uh, <laughs> kind of creepy though, but, uh, you know, stupid as hell, but that may have affected it. I'm not sure. But, uh, my brain just wanted me to feel like that. So I woke up screaming, ripped the covers off my bed, you know, uh, made sure there was no freaking spiders coming out of me, like looked down at my body. And, like, it felt so real. That was the scariest part. It felt so real. Mm. Just creepy, man. Man, that's, that's, that's weird, man. Yeah. But also really interesting, too. What about you? What's the worst that you've ever had? <laughs> so, it's kind of like, I'm not sure if it was sleep paralysis or if it was an actual dream. I, I think it was a dream. But um, basically what would happen, and this, these happen kind of recurring as of when I was young, um, a little kid, like say like between five and ten. Um, basically, I was just in my bed and like, like everything was real. It was just like I was at night, but I was awake lying in bed. And then. It's almost impossible to describe because it was different every time, but just the things in my room, like the scale of it would change and it would almost be like, I was like, uh, really tiny, like George shrinks or something. <laughs> if anyone uh, knows what George shrinks, George great, shrinks. Show. great show. Um, that might be only a Canadian reference. I think it's a Canadian show. Anyway, really? maybe it's about this, this, this guy, he's only like four inches tall. Anyways. I felt like that was me. And then it was also just like, just this feeling of dread during the dream. But it, like everything in my room, the scale of it was changed. So, like the things were getting really big and I was getting really small at the same time. And this happened. Yeah, pretty much not super frequently, but like every couple of months it would happen. Interesting. When that sounds like around that age. That almost sounds like you had a feeling of being like overwhelmed by something. Mm -hmm. So you felt small. Could be. Yeah, I was, I was very, very 
I always like one. hated hated when it because I could tell it was about to happen. Like, first, I think it was awake, and then all of a sudden something starts changing. I'm like, oh shit! Now <laughs> I'm gonna have to deal with this. But eventually, they they yeah they went away when I got older. Oh nice, that's good. Yeah, I feel like your body kind of. I think you can, as you get older, if you're doing the right things, you end up being able to deal with your subconscious and your ideas and your emotions a bit better than you would mm-hmm. normally, right? Than when you were a child, obviously, because you're mature now, you're an adult. Well, you're supposed to be yeah. at least. Um, so you can able to, you know, control, not necessarily control, but like feel and then move forward, right? Under- feel, understand, and then move forward. Um, and when you're a kid, you can't really do that because you can't understand. Right, mm-hmm. you can only feel. So yeah, that's why exactly. we talk about it being so yeah, important to let go. The main go thing of I remember, past. yeah, the main thing I remember is just the feeling, like just heavy dread, which is weird. The visuals, I don't think they mattered that much because it was just kind of could have been anything. Yeah, the main thing was the feeling behind it. Mm-hmm. That smallness. Mm-hmm. And also, like, like the world changing and you don't have control. Like, uncertainty, I think, is a, a part of it, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is hey, very so, interesting. Yeah, our last topic. Otherworldly entities affecting your dreams and what that may mean. Interesting. Yes, my favorite part. So, is a demon trying to kill you in your dream? <laughs> is God trying to speak to you? Is an angel trying to speak to you? Is an angel trying to kill you? Very interesting things that can occur in your dreams. That probably don't. Uh, probably never will. But <laughs> how do we know we don't? So, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, you said that was kind of like sleep paralysis. Now, yeah. what the heck? What the heck is sleep paralysis? What is it theorized to be? So essentially it's just consciousness while you're asleep. Like it's like a mistake. You're not supposed to be conscious at that time. So your 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 body is still sleeping, unable to move, but your I guess your eyes are open and your brain is conscious. You're able to mm-hmm. think and perceive. And it's different than lucid dreaming because people do confuse the two. Now, lucid dreaming is basically you can control the dream that you're in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then beyond that, uh, which is a kind of a combination of both of those, is when you can achieve sleep paralysis as well as control what you do in the paralysis. So, like, you literally and, – and this is just all hypothetical, but apparently your soul may be able to leave your body. Yeah, basically. And um, that's remote viewing necessarily, unless you don't have control of it. Then a demon may be trying to possess you, uh, in which, you know, try not to let uh, that happen again. In Journeys Out of the Body by Robert Monroe, which I'll, I'll put in the notes if anyone wants to check it out. He basically, he, he can consciously leave his body. So crazy. It's like the soul leaving the body, and uh, he can go fly around anywhere in the world and he can fly around uh, anywhere he calls the second world which is sort of like heaven and hell um, but also like just kind of anything in between and uh, 
what he all, all often says, uh, the way he moves around, it's kind of like a hand takes his elbow, and like it's something something is guiding him to these places, and all he does is just think he wants to go to a place, and then these these hands kind of move him in that direction. Kind of creepy. It's kind of scary, yeah. man. I wouldn't mess with that stuff, but if you want to, I mean, just do the yeah, research, can, do what uh, you need to do, be careful, you know, take precautions, put some crosses up in your room, get some holy yeah. water, you know, just in Definitely. case. You don't want to be uh, doing that, uh, you know, on a lonely night. <laughs> um, maybe one day we'll talk about the occult as well and like Ouija boards and stuff and witchcraft and what the hell it all means and yeah, we what should, the hell we all that stuff is about and maybe next maybe next People... October. Mm. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I just um I think so this is it's kind of weird, like we're planning on this this dream episode and then two days ago <clears throat> excuse me. I had the that dream. Mm-hmm. Um but it was also like a demonic encounter at the same Potentially. time. Potential, I believe it was, but it could could have been probably all from from my brain as well. I'm I'm willing to admit that possibility. Yeah, because your uh, brain can articulate and visualize things that your voice may not be able to. That's what we were saying earlier before when we were planning the the podcast. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but basically, I just wanted to give someone an idea of. Uh, what a demonic encounter might look like and what you should do if it happens because most people especially with the secular world view they don't really have the tools to kind of combat these things or cope with them yeah or you're basically like an easy prey and you may not even think it's real no because you've been told your whole life this is not real Right. Or you think it's cool. Yeah, exactly. That could be a thing too. Actually, chances are, if you're not being affected by demons, you, they're, you're, they're, they're probably already got you. Mm. They probably already... some then some aspect of your life, they got you. So you don't have to worry. They don't have to worry about actually coming to you in your dreams. But if they're attacking you in your dreams, well, you're probably doing something right. Um, so keep going, sorry. Yeah, yeah, so I'll just talk about my dream. Um, Basically, I'll just read from my note that I made after I woke up. Uh, I was tied with my hands behind my back to a steel structure that's at my work. Um, At first, I didn't know the significance of that, but I know now it's like being trapped at work. Um, So basically, I was tied up. Uh, Dr. Fauci was about three feet away from me. People are going to laugh at this, but this is exactly what I saw. Um, At the time, I had the instinct not to look directly at him. So I was looking away, but I knew he was there. Um, And I did observe him. Uh, His voice was identical to how you hear it on the news, except it changed as he spoke. So he said these exact words. (laughs) He is not the Antichrist because he stops people from taking the drugs. He is the Antichrist because he makes people want to take the drugs. Uh, so as he said that, his voice just got deeper gradually. Um, and then he began to repeat that same phrase. 
with his voice still getting deeper and slower. As he as he says this, um, his eyes like roll back into his skull, and all I can see is the whites of his eyes, and um, his voice like almost like something's in his throat, like ah, like kind of a uh, breaks down like that, um, and that was the creepiest part of the whole thing. Um, and it's about this time I wake up, or at least I think I wake up, mm. um, and I just felt like there was a uh, demonic presence in my room, and I could tell it was somewhere over to the left of my vision, but I didn't want to look because I knew looking at demons gives them more power because they make you mm. more afraid. So immediately I uh, just started praying. I said, I'm not afraid. In the name of Jesus Christ, you have no power here. Let's go. And I said that t- twice and uh, halfway through the second time I'm saying it, the uh, the feeling, by the way, the feeling of the, of the demon being there was just, uh, like I mentioned, my childhood dreams, pure dread and anxiety. It's like, you'll know it when you feel it. And it's, yeah, it just feels heavy in the air. And, um, yeah, but after I said that prayer uh, the second time, that feeling just vanished. I could tell it was gone. Uh, yeah, that's the dream. Bro, that's crazy. Slash, slash encounter, which yeah, happened two days ago. Well, we were already planning this dream episode, which I thought was yeah. Uh, pretty fancy pretty cool i think that's very interesting i think it's very telling i think uh you know maybe god wanted to give you some content (laughs) (laughs) yeah god provides my content yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah he does he do be providing though um but yeah for real like I like that also you were tied up. I think that's an interesting metaphor to be like, you know, what's a vulnerable position is when you don't have control of your own body. It's a very vulnerable position to be in, right? And then then to make you extra scared, you know, it's almost like a real demonic encounter. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was good, man. What you did was a a great great exercise. And, um, you know, close your eyes. You don't need to see, um, to feel, right? And then, you know, just say a prayer, right? And... Just yeah. remind yourself, like I'm, I'm more Sometimes, protected than the demon has power to hurt me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, invoke, invoke the name of Jesus. That always makes them flee. Yeah, he, uh, they hate say it. it. Say it three times. Uh, that's what I was, I was going to say it three times because I know that's more powerful than mm-hmm. saying it specifically three times. But he, he, he left after the second time I said it. So yeah, he was. Weak. I felt like I was. Oh yeah, demons are weak. And remember, you are not you. The power, the power is only within you to invoke it. But the true power and protection comes from the invocation itself, like yes, of Christ. The true, right? Christ the true is power. The power. Is Christ. You are only a, a channel uh, in which you can experience that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you could also be a channel for the power of the demon as well exactly. if you let that happen. Yeah, if you're a witch or something. Yes, don't be a witch. Don't be a witch. It's cringe. It's just cringe. When, when you're on, when you're on it's TikTok, do you, go on, do you ever go on witch talk? No, I kill myself, bro. It's so <laughs> annoying. It's so like I can't, I can't. Like if I met them in person, I'd love to talk to them. And be like, what, what happened? What yeah. went wrong? Um, 
you know, what's your relationship like with your father? Um, you know, just some, just some questions that I would have, you know, uh, to just question their motives about, and, and their origins. Mm -hmm. I'd be interested too. see what they have to say. I'm feeling they're just kind of approaching, like they want meaning in their lives, but they, they don't want to accept religion. No, I think so too. Trying to approach it. I just think, you know, but how do they get led astray like that? That's my real mm. interest, right? I don't really, what causes them to get there? It could be that they have a, I think it really is most people genuinely do have a problem with uh, bad authority. So yeah. like bad parental figures that it may have led them off the path, which is why it's so important to be a good person so you can be a good parent, so you can raise mm. good children. And you can continue the perpetuality of goodness because it's up to us, not something outside of us. It's up to you. You were put here for that reason to be good, to do good. Mm -hmm. So take it with a, you know, take that with your whole heart. Take that with your whole mind and just live it. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's a good place to end, man. Yeah. And dream. Dreaming, gross. Yeah, keep dreaming, everyone. <laughs> yeah. All right. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on men, while they slumber on their beds, then he opens the ears of men and terrifies them with warnings, that he may turn a man aside from his deed and conceal pride from a man. He keeps back his soul from the pit, his life from perishing by the sword. Book of Job.